Hello, and welcome to an intro to Anthro with Two Humans. I'm human number one, John McRae. And I'm human number two, John Lear. And this is the podcast where we reassess what it means to be human. And the title of this episode is The Fears of a Clown and Evolutionary History of Fear and Phobias. <laughs> and John, Listen, I've already uh, got the heebie jeebies. This actually was one of your topics. Um, yes. And a few months ago, uh, you sent me a text, and I'll read the text here. Uh, it says, quote, what about scary clowns, unquote. <laughs> That's basically how you communicate to me. I don't know whether. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I, I, <laughs> I just send you stuff before I forget it. It's the yeah, best way I yeah. can. Um, and uh, yeah, clowns. It was just like, what is that? Why are humans... First, I mean, clowns in general, but then fear, uh, it, right. clowns specifically, but then fear in general, I thought would it, be interesting. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Uh, do you, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you yourself have a fear of clowns or, uh, or you don't have to I'm answer? Sorry. I, that's your, your, it's too, <laughs> too private. Yes, of course you, I'm afraid of clowns. I, I, anybody who's not afraid of clowns, I kind of look sideways at them. Really? Uh, after Gacy, it's like you know, what, are yeah, you kidding me? Yeah. And then yeah. it and uh, and all of it. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll you'll touch on. I I know uh, you were a juggler at yes. one time. Yes. Did you Wait. ever? Are you saying a juggler is a clown? <laughs> no, I'm asking. Wow. I was going to ask. Did wow. you ever run across a a clown in your juggling yes. career? I did. I mean, it seems like I you did. guys would hang out at a lot of the same places. At least. <laughs> yeah, they'd be coming out of a kid's birthday party while we're headed in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, and they've always kind of, they've always, my experience with clowns on a professional level, if I may, right, as a former juggler, which by the way, yeah. I'm still really good, really yeah. good. I don't think you uh, ever, do you ever stopping a jug? Does someone yeah, stopping a juggler? You can't, it's like riding a bicycle, you know, but I'm, I can knock a, as you know, I can knock a cigarette yeah. out of your mouth Ooh, and not just yeah. the hundreds that you used to smoke, but the regular. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's scary. That's like, you gotta yeah. like really trust. I can't believe well, you would do that with people. People would actually go up out of the audience for that. Oh there is yeah. No way and I, I practiced would. on my mom. I practiced Ooh. on my mom. <laughs> I made her hold a Benton and Hedges out of the, her mouth, and she didn't smoke. That's hilarious. You got to start That's with hilarious. the Benton. Those were the long ones, you know. Anyway, uh, yes, every clown that I saw during that period um, and uh, was um, always kind of there was. I always got a weird vibe. Like they were all yeah. there was something yeah. weird about them. All of them. They just had clowns are weird people. It's kind of like audio people. Uh, you know, when you shoot out here, you get camera, you crew, yeah. the audio person is always, there's something eccentric about them. And uh, I don't know why that is, but it is true. Yeah. And did uh, you, I don't, did you ever have to do any clown, like in, in your training coming up through, through school? Did you ever do no. any clowning? Or? As you well know, I was on drugs during the time yeah. when I was supposed to be training. So yeah. I basically just did drugs. That was my training. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we never, I never took a clown work, clowning workshop or a yeah. comedia thing. Not, nothing like that. I, I can, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I never, I never put the old uh, 
white, the white, old, uh, what do you call it? The white, the old grease paint, the white. old white. white. Yeah, never yeah. put the whites on. Never put the whites on. Uh, after you said this, I was thinking back over my life, and believe it or not, there is a clown theme <laughs> that has <laughs> run through my life. And that's right. I mean, it's, uh, I'll give you some examples. When I was uh, going to school in France, I had a friend of mine who did work with gypsy kids. And at that time, it's probably probably still the same way. There was a lot of racism against gypsies in Europe. Yeah. And yeah. gypsies weren't allowed to come into the town itself. So the gypsies would all camp outside of town, usually wow. at like a sports stadium or something. And uh, my friend worked with a uh, group that would try to give social services to gypsies. And so one time she said to me, hey, we're going to have like a like a festival for the gypsy kids just to kind of cheer them up a little bit. But they all know us. Would you dress up like a clown? Oh, out? my God. How do I yeah. not know this about you? Yeah. You, yeah. Did, you clowned for gypsies. For gypsies. That's yeah. crazy. So I, you know, I was half tank most of the time anyway. (laughs) She was was very attractive. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I ended up going out to, uh, to like this community center outside of town. I like to find the straight man who isn't half drunk and a a sexy person (laughs) asks them to clown who says no. It's impossible. Yeah. I was like, whatever you want me to do. I don't care. Yeah. And so I, this I ends with you having sex with her later in the clown outfit. I, I want to hear that part. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately no. it didn't. It was just no. a truly, just a, mm. <laughs> just a nice act. Clown. Clowned without yeah. the, the, yeah. the, the happy ending. Yeah. All right. And so, uh, so anyway, I went out and I did it and, and emceed this whole festival for these, oh these gypsy God. kids. <clears throat> in French. And after speaking in yeah. French. Amazing. Monsieur Leclun. I was Monsieur <gasps> Leclun. <laughs> so, Every time you do it. Yeah. And, and so anyway, That's afterwards, cool. I went back to the, the like sports house, the community center. <laughs> I went in there and I, you know, I was kind of hung over at that point and I'm smoking a cigarette, still in the clown makeup, realizing this isn't <laughs> going any farther than what it was supposed to, what I thought it would go. And You're I look up the, the makeup on the tip of your cigarette. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, okay, this isn't going anywhere. And uh, I look up and all the gypsy kids are all pressed against the window looking at Monsieur Leclun, you know, smoking a cigarette. God damn it. McCray, you blew it. Yeah. All hung over. Now all of them are all, they they dream, they have nightmares of (laughs) Mr. Leclun. (gasps) Monsieur Leclun. Uh, The other time I was in Chicago, uh, I had. Another time? Are you going to be a clown again? Yeah, well, there's going to be, it's just the theme, the clowning okay. theme, not me Golly. being a clown necessarily, okay. but the clowning okay. theme. Okay, gotcha. Uh, the other time was in Chicago, I uh, had some friends who ran a circus school up in Evanston, <laughs> and Marcel Marceau, <laughs> Marcel Marceau was coming to town. <clears throat> oh my God, And they God, had convinced yes. him to teach at their school, do a seminar in advance. I feel like I know this story. I've, I yeah. think I've heard you tell this. Yes, yeah. this is good. But Marcel Marceau, he was very particular and very insistent that he didn't like they were doing their uh, school was in an old elementary school and he didn't like the gymnasium. So he wanted a new floor in there because he liked to slide. I guess. guess. So he wanted to. 
before he did it, he would he insisted that they put a new floor down. What? And they were couldn't they just they put were, talcum powder down there or something? If you need to slide, just put some. You know yeah, that but, stuff you were shuffleboard and bars, you know, where you yeah, sprinkle yeah. it with that. Why can they put some of that down there? He said he didn't like having that. You know how in the old gymnasiums there used to be little thin boards like slats. Yes. yes. And he didn't like that because he thought that his feet would feel each of those oh, little Jesus. slats. Marcel. Uh, but they were scrambling to find a crew to put this floor down, and so right. they, <laughs> they said to me, "If uh, <laughs> if I helped out on the crew." Uh, I could sit in on the class for free. <laughs> well, that's that's a yes. That's almost yeah. more of a yes than the hot girl. Right, right. You know? So, I mean, when do you get, you have to take your opportunities when they yes. present themselves. I, I mean, mean, that's Marcel Marceau. I know. I mean, that's, so, that's uh, not uh, Shields and Yarnell. That's like <laughs> Marcel Marceau. I would have done it for Shields and Yarnell. Me too. Me too. <laughs> but anyway, but that. it was Marcel Marceau, a bunch of mimes. Wow. Uh, and then they had all these French expatriates in Chicago, all these wealthy French expatriates who would, were just sitting in. And I was kind of sitting with the French expatriates. And you guys were and like in folding chairs? On, uh, and, yeah, and, yeah. Just okay. along the edge of the, the you know, the, the floor there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, who do you think Marcel Marceau kissed up to? All the, the French. French. wealthy French oh, <laughs> well, He's no dummy. He's no dummy. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's at the top. So uh, he's at the top of yeah. the mime uh, ladder, and you know right. he's only pulling down about fifteen hundred dollars a year <laughs> after expenses. Yeah. So, so he would like give the mime something to do, and they'd come over and start talking to all the French, oh uh, my the God, French expatriates. And but I mean, the one thing I could say is like, well, you know, I studied with you know Master Marcel. <laughs> yes, you did. That goes on the resume. Yeah, and he, uh, the one thing he did teach me is he talked a lot of theory, a lot of theory about miming, which was actually what? pretty cool to me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for it, you, yes, because yeah. you're a scholar. But for me, I'd be like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> yeah, most of the mimes were thinking that too. I think. Show me how to moonwalk. Okay. <laughs> They were all getting a little upset, you could tell, like behind him, you know. With Yeah. When are we going to get to the glass box? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, a lot of theory, which was very similar to martial arts, believe it or not, which I, mm-hmm. I found. I th- I even told him that afterwards. He was he just kind of nodded his head, you know, because I'm kissing up to the teacher. Yeah. But, Give him a 20 uh, when you say it. Yeah. The one thing really he did listen. teach me is that whenever people would start nodding off and get really bored, he would do, he would mime the flying bird you know what oh. i mean that thing where you do like that and everybody and pe- would wake up just perk up thinking, am- that was something. amazing that was probably his best thing that bird yeah. thing he did yeah i saw him but that I've was seen just video whenever uh now whenever i <laughs> just remember if people are nodding off when you're giving a presentation you just do, do the, the flying bird, bird. <clears throat> that's kind of what i do <laughs> i do it verbally but i have my version of the flying bird <laughs> Uh, pull my pants time. down. <laughs> but same thing, same thing. I'm in the box. It's in the box. I'm in a box. Give me the rope. <laughs> uh, the next time involved you, which was what? remember you and our friend Rex, who was your juggling yeah. partner at one time. Yes, that was at opening, the end of my juggling career. Yeah, we're opening for Wizzo the Clown. In Kansas what? City. Do you remember that? No. Yeah. I have no memory of that. Where you, was it? 
it was at a community center or something. Wizzo was performing, and you and Rex were going to juggle. Wizzo, Wizzo, Jesus! You were you were going to juggle beforehand. And Frank, another friend of ours who yeah. plays guitar, and at that time yeah. I would play bongos. Oh, now I do remember. Yeah. I yeah. do remember. You guys <laughs> opened for us. I know we opened for you, and you were opening for Wizzo. And uh, one thing about bongos is like it doesn't. It takes a lot of skill to play the bongos really well. Yeah, and it takes absolutely no skill to play the bongos. <laughs> exactly. So I, I had absolutely no sk- skill at all, but I would just slap the skin. Yeah, you know, you had a good sense of rhythm. I yeah, think it was, it was a performance. It was a. Per- yeah, I, I, were- I got the performance aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that was because we were all that was when we were all kind of cynical and Letterman kind of humor where we found it funny because it wasn't funny. We found everything funny and ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Right. But remember, we backstage with Wizzo. I just remember Wizzo just exuded nicotine. Like you could just you could just smell like the years and years and years of packs of clowns. They're they're just there's something it's sad. They're at the end. But you know, uh, clowns each pick a big part of clowning is picking your makeup, you know, your style of makeup. And when you were playing Le Clou, were you uh did you what what kind of makeup design did you choose? Because it I says just a lot about down. your character. <clears throat> I, I sat down and let her put whatever she wanted on my face. Oh, she did it right. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. I have no idea what there were no photographs. <laughs> I have no idea what I look like when I yeah, went. I am an asshole. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not getting laid. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember Wizzo was so nice. Remember, he was just yes. he was one of those performers yeah. who had just been around forever. You know, he yeah. had a TV show on in Kansas City. <laughs> and uh, I remember after we performed, we sat around and Wizzo. There's Wizzo when he came out, he was one of those masters that just took control of the room. You yeah. know, what I mean? like yeah. all the kids, yeah. he just had them yeah. all in line. Yeah, he's like a substitute and, teacher, like a like an incredible right. kick ass substitute teacher. Right, just comes immediately. In and nails look it. at me, yeah. shut up and and laugh. And you sit know, sit still and, and do what I tell you to do, and enjoy right. it. Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, there's only uh, one other person, Jerry Lewis. I you know Jerry I saw Jerry Lewis. Lewis twice live, and he was the same way. Controlled the room when he came yeah. out. Yeah, Jerry Lewis and, he, and Wizzo. <laughs> So, but I remember, remember, and as we we decided to leave early, and he was still performing, and he he like broke character a little bit as we were walking out. And he was like, "See you, fellas." You know, remember that? Remember that? Ah, yes. Yeah. Oh my and, god. And uh, and then like three days later, Wizzo died. <laughs> Frank that. was Frank Jesus. was the arty that the Wizzo died. passed away. We opened. I we opened for you. Who opened for Wizzo's last performance? Last show. Yeah. See you later, fellas. <laughs> I feel like I was really, really high for that show. Probably. I feel like that. Yeah. I think that. That's. that's I feel like I was it. really again, once again, for most stories at that time, I was really drunk at the time. Yeah, I think I would. But, it's hard to juggle drunk, but high, I could do it. So I'm guessing I yeah. was high. Yeah. Is there a difference? Do you yeah, because when you're drunk, you get, things get a little blurry, and 
Yeah. You need to, you need to see what's coming at you. Ooh, that's not the cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> right. It gets it. That was the nose. The nose. Uh, and then just one last clown story. Uh, when I was writing in LA, I was hired by Fox Studios. Yeah, here we go. I knew they this had was signed, coming. <laughs> they had signed a, a development deal with a group of four clowns. Yes. And I guess they had offered the the project to a bunch of like big showrunners. Nobody wanted to do it. Nobody mm-hmm. wanted to do it. So and I should have known when it came down to me that, yeah, that you needed the money job. and you, you know, yeah. no, you did the right thing. Hmm. I think you did the right thing. Uh but anyway, but they uh, it, it was one of those situations where they'd signed the deal. They, they they didn't really know what, you know, the, the clowns wanted to do something like Pee Wee's Playhouse, you know, right. where they just got to do clowning stuff. Right. And Fox itself wanted an actual narrative. Uh, they wanted a narrative sitcom, you know. Right. Right. And, and I was stuck in the middle of it. And so nobody was happy. I was the asshole to everybody. So so anyway, one thing about clowns. Yeah. yeah, One thing about clowns in general is that clowns exist outside of the physical world. They exist outside of time. That's why clowns can do what they do. Mm. And as soon as you put a narrative, I'm getting kind of like some writing theory here, but as soon as you put a narrative on clowns, the whole thing falls apart. Yes. So, and that's the reason why, if you look at Marx Brothers movies, you know, yes. you'll, you'll, they always kind of graft on this love story or somebody trying to save the, the theater or something like that. Cause it's because all bits, you, it's all yeah. r- routines. It's all, and it's, they're silly and ridiculous. Right. And like you said, outside of time and narrative requires logic. And right. once you, right. once you try to bring logic, you, you ruin <laughs> the whole thing. Cause that's all. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then also, you know, you have to have that character arc, even in comedies. Mm-hmm. Your yep. character has to change, and clowns don't change; they're always the same. That's why they're clowns, you know. Right. Uh, so anyway, to, but they, they have to remain the same. That's what right. they are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've I've experienced that to some extent, just slightly different. Where you have like what we used to call the logic police, and yeah. it was uh, the executives who mostly didn't have a sense of humor, uh, which was weird, really weird. Why people who don't have a sense of humor are developing comedy, but yeah, there are a lot of them and, uh, they didn't have a sense of humor. So their notes all focused on logic, you know, base notes. So they would say things like, I don't understand why that character would say that. And my response would be because it's funny, (laughs) you know, Yeah, and they go, yeah. yeah, I get that it's funny. And I'm like, you know, stop right there. Yeah, yeah uh, that's it. All, that's it. But, right. We got funny. That's why we're here. The narrative yeah. is just to get us to the commercial break. Right. Or bring as long us as back. people are laughing, it doesn't matter it doesn't what they're matter. saying. It doesn't matter. That's the yeah. hard part. <laughs> yeah. I I had meetings with executives where you know, about this project where they'd be, they'd be like, well, what, are they going to be wearing the noses? <laughs> and I'd be like, "Well, they're they're clowns," <laughs> and they'd be like, mm, "I don't know. I just don't I believe that people with you during this time yeah. and watching you come home from work, and it was just yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was but, a but tough so, time." Just to give you how how crazy like comedy development is, the executive's idea was they would solve it by uh, having the makeup department make prosthetic noses 
that looked real, but were big and round. <clears throat> oh and my so, God. Yeah. So then you're like really looking at it like, oh, it, now it's not like a clown nose. You can kind of understand like this crazy guy with the clown right. nose. But a guy with a huge bull- <laughs> bulbous nose, you're like, so they were flesh what is that, colored. Cancerous? Yeah, they were, they were flesh, flesh colored. Uh, but oh my that was God. one of the executives' idea was like, oh, it's Jesus. unbelievable to have four clowns, you know, wearing right. red noses. We'll make them look like real nose. <laughs> it's the split the difference. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can't have a clown nose. We can't have them. They don't want to have nothing. Yeah. So we'll split the difference and ruin the yeah. show. Jesus yeah. Christ. So it just looked that weird. That is the craziest but, thing ever. Yeah. But we did make, I mean, it, it, and I could tell like they wanted it to go away after a while, the executives, but we would keep coming up with new, it was basically kind of based on Marx Brothers sort of. Yeah thought of like you just graft another story onto the clown bit yes and it made it all the way up to like a presentation pilot but then the you know (laughs) and in the studio was like they're four clowns we're not gonna do it clowns with big noses what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) And, and the one thing uh the only good thing i got out of it um i mean it was it's money you you get paid for it and insurance you got insurance yeah but I had a uh, one of the big showrunners from a show, which is no longer on the air, but I won't say it was, but it was very popular, mm, uh, came up friends. to me after- I'm the, guessing friends. <laughs> came up to me <laughs> after the presentation pilot. He was like, you know, they offered this to me and I turned them down because I didn't see a show in there. And he goes, at least, he goes, you got a show out of it. You got a yeah. show out of it. So, Fuck I mean, yeah. that was the, the one thing I took out of that experience. Amazing. Uh, yeah. So anyway, John, I thought with all of that background, <laughs> fantastic. Can, I I would say that you know I'm familiar with clowns. I've had an experience with clowns throughout my life. I yes. I wouldn't say I'm afraid of clowns. Really? Um, God, I don't. Yeah. Like they're they're strange. They're strange yeah. on on stage, and the people <laughs> the people who you know play clowns just, are strange. John on stage. Wayne Gacy. I just see him when I see a clown. I just yeah. see him. Yeah. Which you know, there there's no evidence he was ever dressed as a clown when he when he did any of his right. crimes. But but it's yeah, but, weird enough hmm. that he was a clown yeah. in addition to uh, right. what he did. Yeah, and it's crazy that when he was arrested, he would was talking to the cops and saying that, like, if you're a clown, you can get away with anything. People will let you do anything. He <laughs> just like, <laughs> just scary. It's just scary. It's so scary. Yeah. It's like Trump and, on the bus with if you're a if you're a if you're a celebrity you can do whatever you want kind of same right, thing right yeah exactly but the, even yeah. the cops were kind of freaked out by it like yeah he's <laughs> he's saying he yeah. can do anything but there's no evidence he ever did anything while dressed committed as a his clown. crimes or murders when he was dressed as a clown that's not to say it's not weird though that, right that gives um, me very little comfort that he <clears> that he just yeah. the fact that he was a clown is enough to scare the hell out of me right. And, and, you know, I think that you, your fear of clowns is very common now because I, I think a lot of people feel uncomfortable around clowns now. Or a lot of people have chlorophobia, which is the fear of clowns. Really? Is, Chlor? Yeah. Chlorophobia. C-O-U-L-R-O. Chlorophobia. Chlorophobia. God damn, that's hard to say. Yeah. All right. Cholrophobia. And they don't really know that word's only been around for about 20 years and they don't know where it came from. Some clown made it up. (laughs) 
Don't call it clownophobia. It's clownophobia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They think it may come from the Byzantine word for uh, stilt walker, or they think it may come from like a Greek, uh, kind of mangled Greek word for clown, like cholerophobia or something. Yeah. But they, that's what it is. Clown Fear of clowns is cholerophobia. I love that it could be Byzantinian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so today, I mean, we're finally getting to the topic of today's episode, which is uh, fear and fear of clowns and phobias. Right on. So, all right. So before we begin, we do need to think about a couple of terms, uh, that are going to come up and are important. And that's, uh, in their article, anxiety disorders and phobias, a cognitive perspective, Aaron Beck, Gary Emery, and Ruth Greenberg say that fear is the appraisal of danger And anxiety is the unpleasant feeling that is triggered when the fear response is stimulated. Oh, so the something triggers fear, and the fact it's fear of fear itself. Right. Right. Oh my God, there's fear. Now I'm anxious. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And what they say is that the fear includes a cognitive aspect. So the fear is you actually analyzing a situation Mm -hmm. to tell if there's danger in that situation. A car is on its way to hit me. I'm fearful. Right. Right. You're thinking at that time of what are the consequences of if that car car. hits me. Mm -hmm. Got it. So fear is the kind of the rational, if you could think of it, rational or Mm -hmm. thinking part of, of this response. And then the anxiety is the emotional response. Mm-hmm. And and what Beck, Emery, and Greenberg say is that the anxiety is the attention getter. So in mm. other words, anxiety is, is what's unpleasant. Mm. So when you get that anxiety, you, it's so unpleasant, you want to get out of that, that feeling. I see. So the anxiety yeah. is, is meant as a tool to get us to listen to the fear. Right. Right. Make the, so the fear, fear go away and the anxiety will go away. Right. So, okay. Got it. Makes it unpleasant feeling... for us until we deal with it. And, and they the say- tooth a... tiger is, a, is, is, is galloping towards me, loping right. towards right. me. I, until I get out of its way and safe, I'm going to feel anxiety. Right. And what you're doing okay. is you're thinking when it's coming towards you, you're thinking, what is that thing going to do to me? Mm-hmm. Like there's a rational Jesus. kind of- analyzing right. going on at that me. point therefore yeah. we must yeah uh-huh and then you and once you realize image. yeah what that aspect is then then that's when you feel the anxiety because the anxiety is a way of saying hey this is real this is a real problem yeah. and that's why you're sweating and heart beating and all that stuff yeah Whew. yeah my heart's beating a and little fast just talking about it <laughs> they say that in that that way, anxiety is a lot like pain. Like you uh-huh. respond to the anxiety a lot like you do the pain. Right. That makes sense. It tortures you until you do what's best for you. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. And and then it's the anxiety that kind of gets you to, to that place where you, the flight or fight mm-hmm. that comes and up. And by the way, I'm never fight. Never fight. Always flight. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've been in a couple like, of situations with you where I, we, it looked like we had to fight and I, I, I put up a good front, but inside I'm running. <laughs> I don't know. I remember us in the parking think- lot of a comedy, um, comedy club where we almost got in a fight once. 
But all I was thinking is, God, we got to get the hell out of here. But I knew right, you're you are a, a lethal machine. So if I'm standing <laughs> next to you, I know I'm I'm going to be all right because you're like it's like it's like being in a fight, but your friend is Billy Jack. You know what I mean? Like you know you're going to be all right. I just. <laughs> I don't like to fight, but sometimes no. you just, it, once your blood gets up, you're just like, okay, sometimes you, there's let's no go. way. Yeah. And yeah. you are also yeah. trained in martial arts. So yeah. they're going, they're going to lose. Well, it's, it's funny that a lot of time for, I don't know. Should I say that? Yeah, I should probably say it. You know, for a lot of my life, I just liked to fight, but didn't know how to fight. Right. <laughs> now I know Now I know how to fight, you know. So. Yeah, but you were drinking when you liked to fight. Right, right. Now you're sober and you can fight, so you <clears throat> never do. Right. I usually Ironic. try to avoid the situation. Yeah, yeah you, do. you uh, do. But, you know, they've also added one. They say fight, flight, or freeze what? is kind of the oh, new Oh, God, like, that's mine. Jesus. Really? Just freeze? Why is that? Like, why would we freeze? Because we're playing possum? Like, why are we designed to freeze? I, I think it's going with the anxiety. Your response to the anxiety is, I'll just freeze and make it go away. I won't feel I understand it. that. So, but I'm just trying to say, is figure out what the purpose of freezing in terms of survival. Is it to play, play possum? Or is it saying, hey, you're fucked. Just get eaten. I, I, I don't understand. I think- from an animal's perspective, probably for certain predators, they respond to the movement. Yes. So maybe certain uh, animals think that if I don't move, it won't trigger their attack. Well, that's you see me. that out there. You see a lot of animals who do that. You know, yeah. you see animals that for, if squirrels will do that, for example. Yeah. They'll just stand perfectly still, hoping the dog right. will chase it. But then the dog does, and they got a flight, man. <laughs> if, they, if they do stop, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'd tangle with a squirrel that was like freaked out and was. I wouldn't reach in there and grab it. No, God, know? no, they're vermin. <laughs> At least LA uh, squirrels are. The other one is faint. Like so they've some researchers have put faint on there too. So it's now not just fight, flight, freeze, or faint. Does that mean like it always do. has to have an F or we they can't figure another thing out about us? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know it. What, what, what about fucked? throw up? What about vomit? No, no. Yeah. It doesn't start with an F. Don't put that. Yeah, it has That's to be. That's me. I vomit. Do you? <laughs> Under a lot of stress, I just throw up. Yeah. Um. So what happens, you've already mentioned it. It's like when your body is getting ready, if your body's responding to that anxiety. Yeah, uh, your body starts sending messages. I mean, your brain starts sending messages out to your body to mm. get ready to do something, whatever it yeah. is that we're going to do. High alert! High alert! Yeah, and usually it starts in the thalamus of the brain, which is the part of the brain that's responsible for processing incoming signals from the environment. And where's then that the thalamus? In- where Where is that? Do you know? Is it in the back? I, I think know. it's we'll in the front. That. It is? I, I okay. Yeah, just okay. Google it. I don't we'll know. Google it. Just, we don't know. That's all right. We're uh, not surgeons. I'll put it on the Facebook. I'll put it on yeah, the we'll, Facebook. Yeah, we'll get it up. There. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Remember they used to have those brain things in classrooms where you would oh. open them up and all you get to pull out all the different parts? Yeah, I do remember that. Uh, and then that the thalamus sends a message down to the amygdala, which is responsible for the emotional processing. And, and then mm-hmm. what happens from... The thalamus to the amygdala, it's that connection is very fast. 
Mm. So part of the thalamus is saying, hey, something's going down here. It shoots a message to the amygdala to say, get ready, get the body ready, because we're going to have to do something. Here. Jesus. And, and why it's so fast is, uh, I mean, that's one of the reasons why people, you know, sometimes you'll see people in a, in a stressful situation and afterwards won't remember what they did. Yes. You know, I've been that. I had that. Our, our house yeah. caught on fire. And I came down, Jennifer was screaming. I came downstairs. I grabbed the fire extinguisher from the kitchen, which hadn't been touched yeah. in years, calmly walked in and put the fire out. And <laughs> I don't remember making any decisions about that at all. Yeah. And the, and the yeah. fire, it was a big fire. And yeah. the uh, fire department came in. The chief uh, came up to me and he said, did you put that out? And he said, I said, yeah. And he said, you know, that it, it, the whole house would have gone up in another couple of wow. minutes. Wow. And because wow. it would have gotten behind the wall. And he said, most people just freak out and they don't. Yeah. He said, yeah. you're, you're, a, you know, you're a, uh, I'm, I'm an isolated <laughs> anomaly. It, it worked. It worked it, exactly how it was. It Right. You realize what the situation was. Yeah. Thalamus says amygdala do something. And yes. You calmly went over, grabbed it. Yes. Even though it was probably really fast and, to and you, it seemed like it was the thing out really with too. my finger, even yeah. though I'd never done that, squeezed it, pointed it at the yeah. base of the flame, apparently. Right. None of that. Right. I made no decision to do any of that. And here's the other thing. After it was all over, I was exhausted. And I'd yeah. done nothing. Yeah. I just walked across my house. <laughs> Well, well, that's what I mean, because what the amygdala does is it gets all of your like your muscles start going, you know, like mm -hmm. when you, you your muscles are all tense, if you're going to fight mm -hmm. or you have to do something, that's why you start sweating because your body suddenly is like trying to cool off the muscles. Mm -hmm. And then it starts like you start breathing faster because it's again, the body's trying to get oxygen out to all the muscles mm -hmm. to the rest Makes of the body sense. to respond. It's all yeah. this response. Get as much energy as you can. Right. And, and that's the reason why, too, is the way the, the amygdala does that is it signals to release cortisol and adrenaline. And God. those go into the bloodstream, which give you that response. Yes. And, and then it takes a while. It takes about 30 minutes for that, that adrenaline and cortisol to settle. Uh, to, yeah, get out of the bloodstream. So that's why people are still kind of like keyed yeah. up after, they, after something happens, you know? Yes. Anything stressful or anything big like that, like performing or yeah, or pitching, yeah. making presentation, anything like that, I'm I'm much more tired than I think I should be. Right, right. Because you and you probably don't. Again, like we said earlier, it, it's it's that system is good about picking out big chunks of information. Mm -hmm. It's not good about picking out the little subtle information. Uh huh. Right. So it doesn't know. It, everything's hmm. treated with a bazooka. Right. <laughs> right, right. Boy, I can yeah. relate to that. Uh, and they say, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with feeling fear. Uh, and from an evolutionary perspective, it's actually good to feel fear when you're in a when you're in a dangerous situation. Yeah, because it's sane. It's a sane response. Right. Right. If a saber toothed tiger's coming <clears throat> and you don't feel fear, something's wrong with you. Yeah. And it's the reason why we're feeling that uh, is for survival. It's our survival instinct that's yeah. telling us that something's not right. Something 
needs and, to be and done And yet here. now that we've <clears throat> protected ourselves so well with technology and, and, and what we've learned and everything else, it's not that bazooka isn't always needed. And right, that's right. where we that's where we run into trouble. Thank yeah. God for big pharma because they've solved it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's funny, but because again, going back to teaching martial arts or training in martial arts, uh, it, it was always odd to me that you know women. If it was hard to teach women to actually fight and strike back because culturally our culture t- says to women like, Hey, you don't want to hurt people's feelings or you, you know, mm-hmm. don't hurt anybody that like, you're mm-hmm. a woman. Don't hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of people like you're on a train, for example, you're on the subway and you feel someone come up close to you and, and you get that feeling that something's not right here. Mm-hmm. Something's not right. Mm-hmm. And, and our culture kind of teaches us, Oh, you don't want to offend them or something. Right. But, but there's like, you don't know this person. Right. <laughs> you know? Just right. get up and walk away. Yeah. yeah. Trust your instinct. That's your evolution telling you to get up and walk away. Well, get I out mean, of that situation. Yeah. I mean, society and the patriarchy has very much made it yeah. so that, yeah. But also, women make human beings. So I wonder yeah. if there's something deeper too uh, involved yeah, in yeah. not wanting to hurt <laughs> a human uh, because they, they're the ones who actually create them. I wonder if there's some deep reptilian thing going yeah, on. There. I don't know. But it was always and then once you finally teach that to somebody, like you're like, look, this person is trying to kill you. This person yes. is trying to hurt you. Yeah. Then it becomes like liberating. And and the best martial artists or some of the best martial artists I've ever seen have been women because it, yeah. it's just like a, a free flowing it's not like muscle. You know what I mean? Right. It's just let right. the art do what the art does. Right. And women aren't you know, stuck on having like the huge muscles and everything uh-huh. and they're powerful and they're great martial artists. And huh. I, but again, it's just getting past that cultural thing of like, Oh no, you can't, you can't hurt this person's feelings by getting up and walking. It's like, you don't know this person. You know what right. I mean? It's just right. Like, yeah. 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 Well, you're fighting yeah. against, you know, <clears throat> thousands of years of culture. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. So uh, in her book, uh, the book of phobias and manias, Kate Summerscale says that evolutionary psychologists feel that many of our fears and phobias are adaptive, which is what we're talking about, mm-hmm. which is like our prehistoric ancestors felt this phobia for protective reasons. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of problems with evolutionary psycho- psychiatry or psychology. Um, but the thing is, the idea is that, well, if you look at most of the phobias that we have right now, or a lot of the phobia, there's tons of phobias, but some of the basic phobias like fear of snakes, mm-hmm. uh, fear of dead bodies, mm-hmm. de- fear of heights, things heights, like that yes. are, are kind of things that our ancestors would have been afraid of as mm-hmm. well. Fear of ancestors. telemarketers. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so many now. I read it as I was doing this research. There's also a fear now of uh, being out of cell phone range. <laughs> it's like, I buy which, that. Yeah. Fear yeah. of low battery. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't like that yeah. at all. Fear They're of all... not having your wallet in your back pocket. Yeah. Fear of looking out your window and seeing stuff out there that you just don't like. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot. I'm not laughing at the phobias because I think it's all, but I'm like, 
there's a lot of phobias, but the, the yeah. big ones, an evolutionary uh, psychologist would say the big ones are all passed down to us somehow. Because now, it's a threat. It's a threat. Right. And how is it passed down, though? Is it passed down genetically or is it passed down uh, through education? We don't See, know. that's what, to me, the problem with, and that one of the problems people talk about with evolutionary psych- psychology is how is it passed down? How do you pass down... Uh, you know, a fear or how do you pass down cultural things biologically? But see, to me, it feels like a a Darwinian thing. If you have a, let's say it's genetic to be afraid of heights and that some people have it, some don't. The ones that do have it are going to live longer because they're not going to mess around getting up. So, I mean, that feels like there could be some like, you know, Deep hardware, some hard, yeah. uh, har- uh, hardware programming going on there. Yeah. I, now, no, cars I agree. being but, afraid of a car is a d- sort of different thing. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. I still, my, my problem with evolutionary psychology is the same thing. Like, I still don't understand how it could be passed down, how a thought could be passed down right. biologically. Not saying, I, you know, maybe they have an explanation for that or whatever. I say, but that's my immediate response is like, how is that being passed down? I think it's probably passed down culturally myself. What about language? Is that passed down or, or do we, do, do humans have a, a gene that makes us want to communicate and that then we've improved the communication over to culturally, but you know, yeah. do we, I would have to, I can't, I mean, that's, again, that's a, a question that people always put out of, yeah, is it, is it genetic or, I mean, obviously our ability for language, but do we, babies are, we are just born, language? babies are born with this need to sort of communicate. Like they try yeah. to, you know, do, com- they try to communicate uh, they, yeah. and they learn yeah. over time the, you know, how we have chosen to communicate, but right. even when they're when they're very young, they're trying to tell you stuff. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to look at. We'll have to look into language. All right. like that. I don't want right. to say. I'll text you. I, I'll text you. I, <laughs> you know, I was thinking we need to do. We need to do our. Uh, when people ask us to do a, a topic or anything, it needs to be like Casey Kasem's uh, long distance dedications. You know, yeah. people read a story. People have to tell us like why they want us to do it. You have to tell me. And I'll be like, this one's, you know, from Craig going out to his, his wife, Laura. Long distance love dedication, it. the history of circumcision. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. So uh, when you're talking about phobias, though, you have to distinguish between what's a rational fear and what's an irrational fear. Okay. And because like we were saying, a rational fear can be a good thing. A rational right. fear is telling you get up and walk away from this person yeah. on the train. Yeah. Um, and in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, or the DSM-5, which is what psychologists use to diagnose. What? You, we're uh, up to five now? We're up to five. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they describe a phobia as an excessive fear of a specific situation or stimulus that causes significant distress and impairment. Okay. So, so again, what that says to me is that the fear could be real. It's just you're overreacting to it 
or you're in right. a, 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 yeah, you're whatever that mechanism hmm. that that triggers the uh, the fear is is somehow blown out of proportion. Right, right. It's your response is is greater than what the actual situation. Yeah. I mean, uh, the classic to me demands. is like chicken little, like the, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Yes, right. the sky could one day fall, an, an asteroid could. But if you're obsessed with that, yeah, th- then it's a phobia. Yeah. yeah. And and as Summer Scale says, she goes, a realistic fear is one that is uh, sensible based on logic, reason, and objective observations. So there's nothing wrong with being afraid if seeing that car come at you, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with being afraid of seeing that car come at you. Right. So maybe my fear of clowns is rational because of (laughs) Gacy and because of it. And I'm now I associate clowns as being disturbed people. Yeah. So maybe it's rational. Well, in, uh, there's a guy named Benjamin Radford who's written a book called Bad Clowns. And this is kind of oh, like Jesus. the go-to book for, for like reading about bad clowns. It's great. It's a oh great book. Oh, my God. I don't know. But he, he has a quote in there that he says, quote, There is nothing at all odd, pathological, or unreasonable about fearing a clown chasing you with a gun or a meat cleaver. Unquote. <laughs> so, I agree. So. What's his name again? Benjamin Radford. R-A-D-F-O-R-D. Benjamin, I am with you a hundred percent. So it's it's context. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the context of yeah, if if you see a clown like outside a, a circus and you freak out and it's like, oh my god, I can't I mean that's different right. from like a clown actually uh like there was a quote by some guy who used to write back in the I think back in the twenties or something. And he said that real fear or like terror is Seeing a, a clown on your doorstep at midnight. Jesus. <laughs> and he was trying to make the point that the clown is a totally thing, the thing not to be afraid of, but the circumstances of him being on your yeah. doorstep at midnight. Yeah. 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 So like that, a clown. My fear of clowns is rational. I'm just associating it with yeah. the information that I've learned yeah. through I you know, so. media. Yeah. It, okay. It, yeah. The, the thing is, like we said, a clown. At a circus is fine. Yeah. A clown just standing out on your lawn. <laughs> but Wizzo kind of did freak me out. I, I mean, now did that I, the memory comes back. Yeah, just, what's he doing? A grown man as a clown? Like, what's going on? And, and here I am, a kid, you know, a grown kid yeah, yeah. with juggling clubs. But And you with a bongo. But still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he was a nice guy. I do remember that. But it just freaked yeah. me out. I just didn't like it. I don't know. How about Mc- that- Ronald McDonald? Does Ronald oh, McDonald? Oh, totally hate him. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. And especially I, I because they've they- had different actors playing him over the years. Yeah. And that always freaked me out as a kid. I was like, wait a minute. That's not Ronald. You know Is when they would still play some commercials? I don't think he- so. No. God, no. Yeah. People, <laughs> too many people like me. God, I want a Big Mac. Wait a minute. I have to walk yeah. past that. I went to... Uh, I. I I had to pitch a, an idea to the uh, uh, McDonald's corporate headquarters, which is in Illinois. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I sat around with the top people of McDonald's and tried to get them to buy this idea. Yeah. And uh, you, there's Ronald everywhere, <laughs> everywhere, statues of him everywhere in that shiny plastic, yeah. you know, McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. 
Did he come in? Did he come in, sit in on the meeting or something? No, but I remember in? they wanted me to take a picture with him. There's like him sitting on a bench. And you want to sit next to Ronald, take a picture? And I'm like, no. But they made me. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I guess everybody. Maybe that was why they, they were like, he wouldn't sit on the bench. He didn't want to sit next to Ronald. This isn't going to work out. Um, many phobias are usually connected to a traumatic experience often in childhood. Mm. So, um, and also the other thing, children often have the same phobias of their parents. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. So like if your parent was attacked by a dog as a kid, maybe your parent is afraid of dogs and then passes that on. Oh, oh I get away from that all dog. the time. Yeah. Anybody yeah. who's afraid of a dog, you're always like either you were bitten or somebody close to you was bitten. Right. You right. Um, but the thing is about clown, and usually when people have a phobia, their reaction to it is to avoid it. Yeah. So in, instead That's of rational. going to get treatment for it, you oh, just avoid what it is that you you're yeah. afraid of. I don't need to go pay money to, to get along with clowns. I just, I, I just avoid them. <laughs> well, well the, uh, one of the books I was reading was saying like, well, because it's so easy to avoid clowns, uh, <laughs> most people like you never deal you never with get the, pa- the fear right. of clowns. You never get past it and yeah. you just pass it on to your kids. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know um, if either of them are afraid of clowns. Hudson, you know, there was a whole clown social media thing. I, it was, it ended up being artificial, uh, yeah. but there were all these reports of clowns down in uh, rain gutters, uh, down in, uh, you know, the, those, yeah, those yeah. Uh, sewer uh, things, clowns. Yeah, down storm drains there. or whatever. Storm yeah. drains. And it was a big thing. And, it, and then I guess it finally... Uh, they found out that it was started by, I think, the movie It. I think it was to yeah, get yeah. people to go see the movie. Um, but my son, you know, he thought it was he. Well, he wasn't afraid. He thought it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of every few years, uh, those kind of clown scares come out where they'll yeah, and usually they found it's around Halloween yeah. that the clown scares will come yeah. out. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, there's some scary clown trying to lure kids away from a school or something. Oh God, I remember in Kansas City. I feel like <clears> maybe we were together. Or I don't know, maybe not. But it was a haunted house, like downtown, where it was super yeah. scary. I mean, yeah. crazy scary. And I remember it was called Heaven and Hell, and you'd start in heaven, and it was all nice, and then you'd go down the yeah, slide, yeah. and at the very bottom of the slide, it'd be this pitch black room with just those flashing lights, those, um, yeah. Oh God. Strobe lights. And a, and a guy in a clown suit came in with a running, uh, chainsaw. (laughs) (laughs) And it didn't have the chain on it, but you couldn't tell. Right. So he's just chasing you around. I was terrified. Terrified. Oh, Oh, Anytime those haunted houses do the do the chainsaw sound, it's it's oh. awful, just awful. Oh, it was a, it was a terrible, fun <laughs> as hell though. God, those were fun. So uh, to get back to our initial question about like why why we're afraid of clowns, I mean, just looking at clowns, clowns have been part of our culture for for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's you know, they're Greek vases with, with clowns on them. Mm-hmm. Apparently, apparently for Roman weddings, you would hire clowns to come out and just kind of do some body humor and make fun of the, you know, the bride and the groom. Yeah. Um, 
And then that. also, you know, you had court gesture, mm. uh, jesters that, you know, could make fun of the king. Yes. A lot of argument that we're slowly eliminating the jester from yeah. our, our culture, you know, because yeah. the jester could, was the only one who could say anything to the king. Right. Uh, right. And so he became like a, 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 a conduit for, for the everybody else in the kingdom to be able to kind of finally say some of the things that bug yeah. them. And now yeah. with, with where things are, we can't really, uh, they can't yeah. do that as much. It's very, and, and I'm sure through. like even <laughs> once the jester said too much, I'm sure the yeah, king oh, was yeah. like, okay, there was always next. a point. Always. A point. <laughs> know your audience. Know your, know audience. your goddamn right. Well said. <laughs> Uh, and another writer who I was reading said that the, the clown provides a strange psychological satisfaction by being allowed to behave in a way that would otherwise be repudiated, abhorred, and despised in other parts of society. Exactly. So, That's why yeah. my excrement eating uh, act was so popular. <laughs> it really remember? separated you from the you audience. Boo -boo, you boo-hooed it at first. You were like, no, John, it'll never work. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm telling you. I, mean, I don't know. I just thought Wizzo wouldn't like it when you did it. So. <laughs> I slowly sit down at a table. I, I, the whole thing. It was a whole thing. Existential. It was very existential. <laughs> very, very. Uh, let's see. And then... Uh, in the book, The Fool, His Social and Literary History, Enid Wellsford said that the lunatic is an awe-inspiring figure whose reason has ceased to function normally because he has become the mouthpiece of a spirit. So again, it's mm. kind of looking at the clown and the lunatic mm. as saying something divine, something yes. we, we don't see or speaking something to, to the god somehow. Yes, yeah. I love that. And... uh in a 1981 article called Some Principles of Clowning, Adrian Despot says that there has always been a close association between clowns and violence. And violence? And, or and violence. Violence. Oh, violence. Okay. First, I you, first I thought you were talking about the flowers. <laughs> no. I was like, really? No, no, violence. So, mm -hmm. and again, you go back to like Punch from Punch and Judy, for yeah. example. But uh, all humor at its core has a subversive element to it. You know, it's, it's, it, there's an, um, you know, a, a chaotic, um, yeah, yeah. Vibe to it. Even the stuff that we can, you know, even the, the G rated stuff, it still has something that's not normal. Yeah. Not. Yeah. yeah. It's the chaos. And they say that in the middle ages, that's how, uh, clowns got associated with the devil because, <laughs> Clowns were supposed to be these chaos makers mm. and the devil was the ultimate chaos maker. Yes. So then you kind of associated the devil with, with clowning as well. I wonder if that's connected to, you know, when heavy metal and the devil worshipers and, uh, Gore, what was her name? Uh, Gore's Tipper wife. Gore. Tipper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, cause they, they're kind of heavy metal or, or rock is like the, the chaos makers of our time. And, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's another way to make chaos or something. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, but slapstick, <laughs> clowns used to be hit with sticks. Uh, the, the whole humor was about slapping, in the Middle Ages, about slapping a clown or yeah, slapping people that. was where the humor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where so, our, our the term slapstick comes from. Slapstick, actually. yes. Hell yeah, I, I buy that 100%. <clears throat> Look, the lowest form of humor is pain. 
I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at any video where yeah. we watch people get bitten in the balls by a dog oh, yeah. or they people fall off ladders. Yeah. It's hilarious. Why oh. is that so funny? Because it's I not us and we're celebrating that we're not that? What is it? Or that we're seeing the stupidity stupidity in all of us? Uh, I don't I, know. But it is funny. I think it has funny. to be a relief, right? Just a relief yeah. that, God, I'm glad I'm not that person. You know? <laughs> I know, but I feel like there's something <laughs> deeper, too. I agree, but I feel like there's something else going on, too, yeah. which is like, yeah. hey, we're just these idiots. Like, we're all in it together, that we're yeah. all stupid. Because yeah. we all have our version of that. We've all done something idiotic, <laughs> you know, jumping, maybe not that say, idiotic. People jumping off the roof of their house onto it, like, <laughs> A folding table or something, you know, you yeah. always see that. Right, right. We're all right there, brother. We're all yeah, we, we're all I've one. Done, I, listen, I have done my version of that <laughs> for sure. Uh Charlie Chaplin actually said the clown is so close to death that no, only a knife edge separates him from it. And sometimes he goes over the border, but he returns again. So in a way he is a spirit, not real. Oh, God. That was Chaplin. Commie. Typical <laughs> communist. <laughs> All going into spirit. All spirit. Yeah. That's great. That is an amazing quote. Holy shit. I know. I know. God. It just like just underneath the little tramp and everything. Just think about like there's death. Oh. There's like real oh, stakes. Absolutely. Because you know he mean? was always hungry and he was yeah. yeah, you know, he was poor and at the bottom, the dregs of society. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a lot of it. Oh man. What an amazing, amazing. Yeah. Um, and Benjamin Radford again in his book says it's because clowns look human rather than spirit. Uh, mm-hmm. He says it's because they kind of look human that that makes them scarier because like humans, they have good and bad sides. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. They've got the devil on one shoulder and the angel yeah. on the other. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, okay. And uh and usually they say uh in the Middle Ages, for example, the fool was always portrayed with a mirror. He was looking at himself. Oh. But there was always two. There was always two sides, you know, the image in oh, the see. mirror and then and then the fool themselves, the real person, which is kind of okay, now you, now you're freaking me out. Now I'm getting <laughs> freaked out. Way to go. You did it. Yeah. Your I was, I was slowly. You've triggered you my amygdala, whatever. And now I'm all <laughs> fight or flight. I'm freezing. You scare me a little more. I'm going to throw up. I'm telling Are you. you. <laughs> you're starting to sweat there. I'd say a little bit. <laughs> I know. I'm fidgety. Uh in, in the 1850s, uh, actually early 1800s, what they think was the first really scary clown was a guy named Joseph Grimaldi in uh, in England. And Grimaldi was the, like one of the first guys to put on the white face mm-hmm. and to do a lot of physical comedy. And uh, w- w- the story goes is that behind all that, Grimaldi was like an alcoholic. He was like, always depressed he was in a yeah. lot of pain his Sounds son like every died. stand stand-up comedian <clears throat> i know every single one yes <laughs> yeah and grimaldi once said i am grim all day but i make you laugh at night <gasps> so he was like the first kind of where, where it came out and he wrote his memoirs oh boy and charles dickens uh actually edited grimaldi's memoirs wow, wow. and major dickens leagues. really played up this idea of like what you see out having fun joking yes. around 
isn't Behind what it. actually is going on with the clown himself. Right. Look over here because it's shiny yeah. and interesting while I'm crying as a sweaty fetus over here. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's where they some people attribute uh, the, the idea of the scary clown to Charles Dickens because of Whoa. how he edited Grimaldi's memoirs. Dickens! What the hell? <laughs> so he's the one who did it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Dickens also, was like a big deal. He was a rock star. So if he was editing hit that guy's stuff, yeah, that's like yeah. big time. Yeah. There were other, I mean, there was a French clown uh, named Dubereau who did the Poirot character. I think is yeah, Pierrot was the character's name. And he's the one, if you saw him, you would know him, but he's got like the, the big white pants and the big uh -huh. flounced blouse. Right. And Dubereau right. was another one, very popular, but then some little kid was making fun of him out in the street one time. And, and Dubereau back in the 1850s uh, hit him with his walking stick and killed him. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Killed yeah. him. Killed oh him. Oh my God. And uh, ultimately, I mean, Dubereau was like, they let him off. They found him not guilty. Jesus. What? Yeah. Not guilty. Yeah. Why? That's weird. Because they said that. Up. that the kid had like insulted him or something. So what? So he deserved to die? <laughs> Jesus. I know. I know. But you know, this is true for every comedian. I mean, you know, you look at Lenny Bruce, you look at, uh, 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 you know, uh, Robin Williams. I mean, you know, there's the, the yeah. long history of really disturbed, um, sad, suicidal comedians. Right. Right. And, uh, and then beginning like in the 1890s, you had the opera E. Pagliacci. Uh, which is by Leon Cavallo and Ipayachi is again about a homicidal clown who who's been wronged by his his lover who's cheating mm. on him and he kills his lover. Um, and then also uh, there were a bunch of movies that came out silent movies about clowns who have been wronged <laughs> clowns who in turn who who end up killing people. Like one in nineteen twenty four, there was one called He Who Gets Slapped. I'm not watching that. <laughs> I'm not watching it. You should watch it. I mean, it's a silent oh. movie, but it's a, it's, a, it's about a scientist who is ripped off by one of his colleagues or an investor, and he's he's slapped in front of all the like. Yeah, I don't want to give it away, but he's slapped in front of like all the the scientific community, and he ends up being a clown. <laughs> so he has wow. this dark secret. So he can behind. get back. Whoa! Yeah. See, and then there was also one called Laugh Clown Laugh. In oh, 1928, Jesus. and it was the same thing. So somebody who's wronged becomes a clown to get even. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, then of course in Poltergeist, you had that clown doll. Remember that oh, clown right. doll? Oh, right. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, <laughs> apparently, in the new, I didn't see the new Poltergeist, but apparently, they really in the poster they have that clown. Like they realize that clown was like the scariest thing about the movie, so they just focused on that. They clown. that. Wow. Yeah. Do they still put yeah. a rope on and jump through into the next dimension? You know, I don't I know. I haven't seen hilarious. it. Thank I haven't God. seen it. So I don't. Isn't there a whole <laughs> lore behind that movie where they've all died or there's all kinds of curses oh. and I don't know. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, did you ever see the, the movie Evil Clowns from Outer Space? Hell no. no. Mm -mm. Really? I did not. No, I don't want to see that. <laughs> that was a big one back in the the 80s. Uh, I do remember it. it. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't pa see it. 
Pennywise. Did you see the new Pennywise? Yeah. It's that's scary. Uh uh. Um, and then the Joker, you have the Joker in the Batman. Amazing. Well. And and the new Jokers, what they the reinvention of the Jokers has been just amazing. Yeah. Jack yeah. Nicholson on up. They all did a great yeah. job. But the scary. best was the one who was the one in the Batman TV show? Cesar uh, Romero. Oh, Cesar he Romero was amazing. Was. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, he was. He, he was really amazing. got and again, it was just like it was creepy because he was laughing all the time. Yeah. That's he what was so out. out of his mind. Yeah. Um, they're also apparently if you go online, uh, there's a lot of porn movies with clowns. <laughs> where people oh, sure. are into porn. I know that. Believe me. <laughs> It's the only way. It's the only way to get over your illness. John. Well, it's, it's also the, the way, way I paid off my friend. student loans. You know. <laughs> uh, so again, coming back, um, Radford says the fear of clowns stems from a latent potential harm, a suspicion that the seemingly silly and harmless pratfalling fool before us may in fact not be so silly, so foolish, or so harmless. <laughs> so, the unknown. So that's kind of the fear, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then just so you know, earlier this year, there was a study published about trying to figure out exactly this question of like, why are we afraid of clowns? Yeah. And uh, some psychologists in England uh, named Sophie Scorey, James Greville, Philip Tyson, and Shaquilla Davies, uh, they devised a questionnaire to ask people about, you know, their fear of clowns, if they Ooh. are afraid of clowns or not afraid of clowns. Uh-huh. Interesting. And, and what they found was that 53.5% of their sample uh, of respondents said that they were scared of clowns to some degree, but 5% said that they were really afraid of clowns. Uh-huh. And, and this is all higher. 53% or 58% total? <laughs> well, they they did a sample of 987 people, and why, from all why over the 987? world. Why? Why 987? I, I don't know. Because it's a they, prime number. I have no idea what. I don't know mm-hmm. statistics that well, but mm-hmm. um, but it was from all over the world, and they yeah, five percent of those 987 said that they were very afraid of clowns. I get it, and 53 said yeah. they're somewhat. So it's a 58 percent. Right. So it's almost 60 percent. That's a lot of the population. Yeah, a lot yeah. has some some fear of clowns. Yeah, has some fear of clowns, and they also found that women were more afraid of clowns than men. Really? Huh. Yeah, and that clown uh, the fear of clowns usually decreases with age. Not, so. not in my case. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they looked at what causes the fear of clowns, which is what our originally original question was. Mm-hmm. Uh, they found that probably most fears that people have of clowns now is coming from uh, the media, like films, yeah, TV That's shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because really, kids don't have interactions with clowns that much anymore, right? In most but cases. But here's the thing: I think it's also just mask. You know, the idea of putting a mask on and and yeah. not knowing who that is behind the mask. You know, and I had the reverse experience of that as the Geico caveman. You know, yeah. people reacted to me as a as if I were a uh, celebrity. You know, yeah. and I'm behind the mask, knowing I'm not. You know, so there's it's right, this right. odd. It, it's very odd. Well, well, that's what they ultimately came down to. The reason 
for the fear is that people can't read because of the the mask, because of the yeah. makeup and yeah. the painted on smile. Yeah. People can't mm. tell what the real emotional what what's really going on emotionally behind all that. And so now we're getting to the core fear, which is fear of the right. unknown, fear of not yeah. knowing what is happening. You can't tell their true face is mm-hmm. how they they described it. So they may be laughing on the outside, but inside they may be like, Ready I want to mm-hmm. yeah. kill you, you son yeah. of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. So anyway, John, This is yeah. a good one. You really I hope it helped st- you. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the biggest. Oh, sorry. The biggest uh, uh, lesson that I've learned is maybe, maybe, there. you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, I'm sane. It's a, it's a, it's a yeah. phobia that's okay to have. It's not a phobia. Right. It's a fear right. of uh, a legitimate fear. Once you have, I, I just feel like once you have John Wayne Gacy, it's all, it, it's all yeah. over. Yeah. You know, he's a serial feel- killer who was a clown at kids parties. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm all for trusting your instinct on that. If, if mm-hmm. something doesn't feel right, I don't care if it's a clown or if it's just somebody knocking on your door. Yeah. Get out. I mean, do. Yeah. I mean, don't feel like well, you have to. I think you're very good at trusting your instinct. I think a lot of us feel the instinct but don't go with it. You know, and, and right. you're talking about right. the woman on the on the on the train where you know this guy's yeah. breaking yeah. her space, but is it accident? Is it? What, and in, in her gut, she knows it's it's not an accident. And and if right, you read right. like books like Blink, you know, you're you are most often correct. That first yeah. instant is the thing that is the correct choice. But but right. acting on that, acting on that is so hard. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, I don't know. You just uh, it's hard. But remember, it's you. You got to protect yourself. I know. Is the whole. Thing. I know. Yeah. I, do you think you could uh, go out there and have sex with a clown now? Or? Yeah, yeah, I could. <laughs> but that's for totally different reasons. <laughs> I mean, if you said go have sex with a dead tree, you know, yeah, I could do it. <laughs> well, maybe we still do. We need to talk about this a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're running well, out I'll, of time. I have, I have my therapist tomorrow, so I'll bring it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so uh, much, uh, Mr. McCray. This is uh, sure. John Lear, human number two. And this is human number one. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. If you enjoyed uh, this podcast, please uh, recommend us to a friend. And uh, just to give you Ooh, some I incentive. Have an announcement. We're oh, way ahead of the game, but we just hit our first thousand downloads. Really? Yeah. That's good. Thank that, you. Thank hell you. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say thank you us. to every single person. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank or maybe you. to the one person who just keeps downloading. <laughs> downloading. Down- it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a glitch. It's a glitch. <laughs> it's fine by me. I'll take it. <laughs> and just to give you a, a little... Uh, Incentive. Remember, we're trying. We're trying. We're never going to be able to, uh, like, host the Yeti Love Convention <laughs> until we start getting, That's getting right. enough people and sponsors. Yeah, right? you got it. We, that we've got to grow uh, so that we yeah. can host the Yeti Love Convention. Jesus, <laughs> that would Yeti be a dream. Brought to you by Ford Bronco. <laughs> Ford Bronco. Jack. <laughs> Jack oh links God. beef beef sticks. 
and also remember just uh be sure to check us out on our facebook page there's a lot of extra information out there yes, photographs there is. that you'll find interesting and it may be on the test that's right know. that's right and even <laughs> if it's open book you need to know how to access it quickly yeah don't think that you don't have to study because it's open book yeah see people yeah. try that yeah all right thank you so much everybody john thank you so thank much you. we'll talk to everybody later so. see you next time all right guys love you